What's going on, y'all? This is Bud Elliott, and we are live here on the Nolcast channel. Um, so uh, we're a little late tonight, and I'm solo for now. Ingram's got a little internet issues, so like whenever he gets that fixed, I guess he'll jump on. But we didn't want to keep y'all waiting. Uh, sometimes we set the timestamp to try to screw with y'all until you get here early, but this is not one of those times. Like we actually did want to go to bed <laughs> after we did the episode, so. Anyway, uh, y'all roll in, get in here, check in live, and uh, we will have some fun tonight. So I I feel like I can talk recruiting myself. I really want somebody else to talk about the spring game with. So until Graham gets his actual internet working, um, I'll just talk recruiting. And then, like, I don't know, maybe he can come in midway through the recruiting. Maybe he comes in midway through the actual team discussion. Who, who knows? So... Anyway, uh, shout out, of course, to our sponsors, Tarpon Cellars Winery. Tremendous is wearing a Tarpon Cellars hat today. And I got complimented. I was, I was walking my boys around the neighborhood. It was awesome. Appreciate all of y'all. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button there if you are watching us live. Notification gang, as always, we don't really tweet these out. Maybe we should. Maybe that's bad marketing. Maybe that's actually like really smart guerrilla viral marketing. You know, just uh, you got to subscribe if you want to know when we go live because you get, get that notification. On your phone, it looks like the chat is popping. Um, Gabriel in the chat says, Chris Knee, Crystal Ball, Lester. Look at that, Chris Knee, man. Big time. One of the OGs in the recruiting business, dude. Absolutely kills it over there at Knowles 247. All right. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take. Florida State, uh, they landed the number one tight end in the country tonight. I recall doing a podcast about 11 years ago when I said the exact same sentence. That guy's name out of Palm Beach Dwyer was Nick O'Leary. And yes, we have been podcasting for, for that long. That guy turned out to be pretty okay. There are not a lot of guys who get five stars at the tight end position who don't work out just due to physicality or evaluation reasons. You know, Michael Mayer, probably hear his name called pretty early in the draft, either on you know, first round or early second round. Tight end is not a, a premium position, so you don't see a lot of those guys get five stars. So you know that the guy has to be seen as a pretty impressive player to get five stars. And uh, Florida State got this guy, Landon Thomas. One time was an FSU dude, flipped to Georgia. Completely understandable, by the way, given the fact that George is about to pump out multiple first-rounders at the tight end position. He's from Moultrie-Colca County and uh, is a, a pretty special player, but FSU kept working on him. Obviously, the top two commits in their class before uh, tonight were also from Georgia and Luke Cromenhoek and Cam Davis. I think they, they leaned on him as well. You know, Chris Thompson, everybody in the back office staff working to get Landon Thomas and just kind of keep chopping wood, right? Keep sawing that thing and get him on campus more and more. I think they've impressed upon him a couple things. Like, A, playing time and the ability to make an impact early is absolutely there, right? Think about what this room will look like in 2024 for Landon Thomas, a guy who comes in, and I'll get to his skill set in a second. I, I think his rating is justified. I think he's a very special prospect, right? Probably get Kyle Morlock because I don't think he's going to be at a point where he goes pro. 
you'll have Biscuit, who I would project at that point, both those guys are more inline type tight ends. But if you're Landon Thomas, I mean, you're dominating at the high school level. You're a, a pretty special athlete. You're walking in saying, Jackson West, Brian Courtney, Jarrell Powers, psh, no disrespect to those guys. I ain't scared of that. All right. I'm getting on that field day one and making an impact day one. That's if I'm Landon Thomas, that's my thought, right? And my skill set is different enough than the real veterans in that room in Morlock and, and Biscuit that I'll be able to really compliment them early and, and be a featured piece of the offense fairly early in my career. And, and Florida State's been telling me how much they need impact tight ends. So, you know, it's no secret they've not recruited that position particularly well at the high school level, but they have done a nice job supplementing with the transfer portal in recent years. So uh, I think the staff deserves a lot of credit in that. And now it's nice. it is nice to see them doing a better job at the high school level. What do I like about this guy? Uh, I have seen him in person a couple times, which helps. So I always like talking about guys I've seen in person. Uh, I got a couple guys tonight I'll talk about unless the group jumps on earlier, and then we'll just go right to the spring game talk. But uh, my major thing with tight ends is short area quickness, okay? It's great to see tight ends running 40 yards down the field, but, I mean, how many times are you really doing that, okay? What makes Travis Kelsey great is he gets open consistently in that 8-yard, 10-yard, 6-yard, 12-yard range and constantly gives Travis Kelsey an outlet. He is just an absolute killer on those option routes. He has good short area quickness. I don't really care about your long speed at tight end. Now, we're probably not going to put five stars on you if you're slow as hell with long speed. But it's the short area quickness to me that matters for a tight end because that's how you get open underneath when you really don't have time to stride it out. And if you watch, dude, Landon Thomas can do this, okay? He has big time, uh, big time short area quickness. And I understand how he uses his body understands positioning. I feel like he's a very smart football player when you watch him. That's big. Like that's, I think the most important attribute for a tight end, honestly. So that's pretty huge. Physicality. I like it. When, when Colquitt goes to the goal line, they throw him in the wildcat package. I think he's a willing blocker. There's a couple clips of him blocking in 2021 uh, that I thought were pretty good. Didn't really put a whole lot of blocking on his 2022 huddle, but I thought in 21, he actually showed that he can um, like line up as an inline guy as well. You know, 6'4", 225, 230, whatever. I don't know what he, what he weighs currently, but you know, somewhere in that range. I mean, maybe he plays at 245, 250, right? Probably not a 270 type of frame. Uh, but yeah, man, like I, I think this is a major pickup for the Knowles and something that they're going to be really excited about and not one that I think Georgia – wanted to lose you know like georgia fans are saying hey we're gonna go pick up you know odom or this other kid and and they very well may and it like if you're a georgia fan and you're watching this welcome please also like and subscribe to the channel but uh it, it is very fortunate for you that that the state of georgia this year is is tremendously loaded at the tight end position but um, this is not one that i think they wanted to uh you know what wanted to lose wait is the the audio is behind the video, or is that just for one guy in the chat? Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, early impact guy, special athlete, short area quickness, toughness, good hands, feel for the game, does have the long speed too. 
best tight end you you signed or well not signed yet, but best tight end you've had a verbal commit from uh, since Nick O'Leary. So pretty pretty solid guy, right? Uh, that that's that's kind of what you want there, and somebody who I I would project to play early, even though tight ends a spot where it's kind of tough to play early. I just think with this roster. Uh, there's just different levels of, of, of talent, and I think he'll be instantly one of the better talents you have on the roster. Okay, uh, next, Luke Crumminhoke, who got his Elite 11 invite. That's your quarterback. That is the guy that on this show we told you not to sweat Chris Parson when he was wavering last June-ish. I think June, that's probably when they have the Elite camp because Crumminhoke threw side-by-side -side with him and, and was clearly superior. If you guys recall that, if not, you can pull up the episode. Uh, continues to look really good as a prospect and he took a visit to Penn State I know his mom has some Penn State connections well he got down to the spring game and he sort of like reaffirmed his commitment said he's shutting it down and I know for a fact he's actively recruiting like a lot of other guys um, yeah saw him outside the spring game dude is like pulling up the 24-7 like the top 247 and just going down and seeing the dudes in the region and you know getting after it in the recruiting game. Also, Cam Davis, same thing. Big-time running back for you, uh, somebody who I know Georgia had been interested in, and he shuts it down. Uh, nice little clapbacks from Cam's mom and Luke's dad. That's some Georgia fans who were coming at them on Twitter, so uh, well done there. Always got to build that social media presence, right? Look, that that's big, okay? You guys know that I am not really into the idea of FSU heavily recruiting traditional SEC territory. I think their efforts in Mississippi, for the most part, are not fruitful. And I think if you go into most of the state of Alabama, you're going to come back empty-handed. You know, see also Keldrick Falk last year, where you did a tremendous job recruiting that kid. Pooch just did really all he could do. I mean, lined up everything for that dude that he could want. And then all, all it takes is Auburn to have a competent coach for 10 days. And he's like, yeah, peace. I always wanted to go to Auburn anyway, right? But South Georgia is traditionally a null territory. You can go back to, I mean, late 80s, early 90s, Thomas County Central, where they're pulling dudes out of there. Uh, I mean, really a, a spot that has been good to FSU and, and a spot where they pick their battles. And look, recruiting South Georgia, I think, makes a lot of sense, right? State of Florida, because the name Florida actually matters. And South Georgia means means something for sure. So cool. Um, let me see here. This guy's asking about my disdain for Notre Dame. Is it because FSU can't recruit in their names level even with NIL? No, no. I oh, on cover three, I asked why does Notre Dame hate its players so much that it won't actually you know compete in the NIL game when when, when they have so much money. I just thought that was kind of kind of sad when, when clearly you have other programs that like their players a lot better, you know, and it's sort of like, we want to be a national program, but every time we miss out on, on a really elite kid, we, we, we blame NIL when Notre Dame has more money than anybody. They just don't want to give it to the, to the players. So yeah, I think some Notre Dame fans were mad that I asked why they hate their players and, and don't want to give it to them. All right. Um, let me see here. I've not seen BJ Gibson play in person, three-star commit, uh, high three-star. Some places have him as a four receiver commit will be a baseball kid as well. I haven't seen him play in person, so I'm not going to comment on him. I, I actually want to kind of see him in person, which I will in about a month. Um, but I will comment on the way McCoy, a kid out of Miami Central, nice two-way player, 
four-star in the top 200 nationally, a kid that I think a lot of folks thought, uh, well, I think a lot of people thought Miami uh, was going to get him, and that actually actually not what happened. So I know FSU is really excited to get him. Um, what do I like about Lewain? I've seen him actually quite a bit. So this, this was a, this is a good get, somebody who I think has some staying power in the rankings, a, a guy, he's over six foot tall, very like quick, smooth in and out of his transitions. He has good ball skills. I feel like he makes some kind of highlight catch every time he's at one of these overtime elite things that the, the kids have reposted a couple of his highlights online all over the place, a nice feel for the game. And just, this is a good commit. Top end, I don't know what his 40 is, but I, I, I certainly don't think he's he's slow. Uh, I watched him run a shuttle, and I thought he ran it really well. So, I mean, that's just eye, eyeballing it, but it didn't didn't suck, right? And kids in the top 200. So, that's definitely what you want there. I will say, I actually think he's probably a better corner than receiver, but FSU likes him a lot at receiver, and the guy wants to play receiver. So, he's a receiver, right? Uh, if corners are backup plan, that doesn't really hurt anybody to have a quality backup plan, right? Okay, so we're running through here about 12 minutes. I may just have to like – I might just point counterpoint the spring game, right? We're like, bud, what'd you think? Well, but I did think that, you know, just we'll, we'll see if I can back and forth this thing. Uh, two things here. Let's talk, let's talk a little beef, a little O-line. You remember back in February, we had discussed how the offensive tackle group in the state of Florida is just hot garbage? And that FSU, if they wanted to get a good offensive tackle this year, would not be able to stay in state and do it. You'd have to go out of the state because I don't like any of the guys that are in state as tackles. I think the rankings reflect that. And FSU is not dumb. So they saw that. They had to go out of the state to get those guys. And they have made some real headway here. Um, I'm going to butcher this kid's name. Um, a lot of guys just call him Mana. It's uh, Manasse Etite. He's originally from the Congo. The dude is big as hell and is like a massive tackle prospect. I, he, he, he plays out in California. I believe his recruitment is kind of connected to the Nicholson recruitment, right? So that's one of the ways they have an in there. Uh, Brandon Huffman, who's just an absolute killer on the West Coast covering recruiting, dropped a crystal ball for the Knowles for him. I did as well as did Steve Wildfong. So uh, nobody bats a thousand, but that's not a terrible uh, trio or group to be included with. Alex Atkins has done a nice job establishing that relationship. Obviously, Derek Ray uh, with his ties to California has been able to help there quite a bit too. Guy's not you know in in the boat yet, but uh, I, I think FSU looks really good for him. And if you saw anything that went on in the portal today. If you saw the quality of player jumping in the portal at the tackle position, which was bad. I mean, these guys are not good, not good players. And they're like, take a Penn State offer, take an Ohio State offer, right? Like, here, here, pick me, pick me. Like, I, we need anybody with a pulse who happens to be 6'6 six, six, and 310, even if they're not any good at the game of football. You know how important it is to get tackles in the high school ranks because the good ones just don't hit the portal. Okay. Look at the NFL draft. My colleague at CBS, Ryan Wilson, 15 tackles projected to go in the first round. You know how many of them portaled? One. And it's because Tennessee narked on their head coach to avoid paying him a buyout. So that so they, were, they thought they were going to get some major sanctions, and he ended up dunk, uh, uh, you know, jetting over to Oklahoma. 
If that doesn't happen, the answer might be a big fat zero transfer tackles getting drafted. Not the first round, getting drafted, period. So if you don't get your tackles out of high school, you're not guaranteed to be hurting, but you are most likely hurting. So this is a good sign that Florida State is putting in the effort, putting in the work to be in a good position with a guy like Mana. They also had Jason Zanamella on campus, kid from CAI. That's where Lucas Simmons, the stud tackle up as she landed last year, went. I think things are going very well there. He's one of the better center prospects that I've seen. I think he has a lot of athleticism, can snap, can maintain his leverage and his bend. Once he snaps, moves very well. Good body composition guy, intelligent kid. If you talk to him, I mean, you, if, if you get those two, you, I think you're feeling extremely good about where you are, you know, from an offensive line standpoint. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, we'll take some questions from the chat here as I wait on Ingram to come in. Well, assuming he comes in for, for team stuff. Um, we're going to have to like talk to his internet company. This is ridiculous. I, I switched to AT&T recently. I, I really like it, actually. Except for when my uh, my guy who was doing my drains, he actually cut the, cut the cable. So had to work out of the coffee shop for a day there. Um, Shenanigans says, UF is going to be chasing some booty players this window because they know they are bound for four and eight right now. I, I don't. I have a hard time seeing UF go four and eight. Uh, I looked at my numbers today. I think uh, really anywhere from like five and seven to eight and four seems fairly like within the non-crazy person range. You know, if you tell me UF's going eight and four, seven and five, six and six, five and seven, like yeah, okay. College football is not as predictable as we think. If you're telling me like nine and three, four and eight, then I'm kind of like, eh, drug test. But We'll see. I, I I don't know. Um, who's the next major commitment you will get that will shock people? I, I don't know. Shock people. I I don't know that one would really shock people at this point. Um, I mean, like a shocking thing would be like if you could flip Smith from Ohio State. But again, I don't think that's realistic as long as Brian Hartline at least not at this point, r- remains at Ohio State, right? If Hartline got a head job or something, then it's certainly possible that uh, you know that maybe you could have something cooking there. He did say that he's not going to go back to Miami after some Miami fans were giving him hell on uh, on Twitter so I, or Instagram. I, I thought that was that was kind of funny. Uh, need the hat? Drop a link to the store. Uh, we we will we will do that. How long is Williamson going to be out? I don't know. It's more of a team question, I guess. Um, who are some realistic safety recruits? Uh, what targets can replace pride for this class? They're realistic. Do you feel like pride is a loss? Um, yeah, actually, guys, I, I think there is some chance that pride is a loss, right? We just don't know what he's going to be right now because we haven't seen him bounce back yet, If he, assuming he is. Uh, from his his ACL injury. I, I, I relayed to y'all earlier the positive comments that IMG said, right? And I put it on the most 24-7 message board as well. Like, um, you know, I think it's like they, they like the kid. He got hurt. Like he wanted to get closer to home. It wasn't like a work ethic thing. And if he bounces back, then Florida's getting a good one, right? Like I have major questions about Florida uh, on the field this year. Talked about that today on cover three, but I really don't have 
a lot of questions about Florida's recruiting other than just like, will that recruiting stay together if they are sort of on the bottom range of their projection, that five and seven, six and six, inevitable hot seat talk going in to 2024. Ask Mike Norvell how that goes, by the way, right? We don't know how that class would have gone last year if they had not had done really well on the field. So, yeah, th- those are kind of my main my main questions there. Anybody coming in to replace uh, Gant? Not as of yet. I, I think FSU will try to pursue a linebacker in the portal. Um, you kind of have to. Now, wh- whether they can get one, don't know. All right. Um, like your opinion on Conrad Hussey as far as tributing this season. Hussey is a highly rated safety. I like him a lot. He also is an Aquinas kid, which means he cannot early enroll because of their curriculum. So safety is not a super easy spot to learn. I, I would project him to get some playing time because I think you have probably six games where you are are three score favorites. So if you're Mike and you're Mike is smart, I, I think he's going to get a lot of those guys working, right? You know? So, um, yeah, I, I think he will probably be able to play some. Cool. Oh, uh, Ingram's here. Dope. Nice. I need somebody else to talk for a second. What's going on, man? What's up, bro? How you doing? Not bad. Are, are you, what are you, Spectrum or, or Comcast? or <laughs> what, 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 are we, what are we working with up there? I think it just... Uh... The signal sense that we had uh, moved to team talk and, and connected shortly thereafter. So, uh, yeah, no doubt. No, man, I appreciate you carrying the carrying the torch there uh, for the first part of the show. So uh, good seeing you, man. When when exactly did you get out there to the um, to Langford Green on Saturday? I'm just curious. I got there. It was after the autograph session. Uh, but okay. I, I talked to. Um, Oh shoot! They're on social media. They're probably watching this now. Uh, Shane and uh, his lovely wife—they—they uh, they just like re-up their booster commit by, um, by quite a bit. They—they they go to a lot of the events. Um, they had had said like just how how incredibly packed it was at y'all's deal. Yeah, it was a um, it was madness, man. It was awesome. It was incredible to be able to do and have fan base that hadn't had a fan fest since 2019 or so, and um, had a couple thousand people roll through and. It was uh, it was wild, you know. Surprisingly, bud, when you put an eight or nine year old child in front of the Florida State roster, they don't exactly run through the autograph line. I mean, <laughs> we got like, we got like twenty five minutes in, and we hadn't gone through the whole course. Like the first kid was still snaking his way through, and I was like, oh, dude, this is going to be a hell of a time. So, uh, all's well that ends uh, well. I won't. This isn't the. Uh, you know, battles in Fan Fest play by play pod. It's the Florida State pod. We'll move to the spring game, but uh, well, Saturday was awesome. I, I it was great to be able to, though. It was great to be able to meet as many listeners, but yeah, please. Probably like one autograph item per person. We did do that. And you can get back in line. Oh, you did. Oh, and, oh, and then you can get back, get back in line. Okay. So, what I think if we were to just do it again, we had three lines, approximately about 20 players. I think what it is is just. I can guarantee you 20, 20 autographs. You know, you could go through one of the three lines and and we'd try to, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, Jordan Travis and Jared Verse and Trey Benson are all, are all in the same line or whatever else, or Johnny or, you know, this, this team is fortunate to have a very uh, talented 
roster and uh there could be three great tables put together anyway it was a great time man great to see you and i appreciate your help on saturday awesome man that was that was a whole lot of fun and awesome watching this ball game so all right you want to just go position you want to do like top takeaways what you want to do new uniforms i, I have uniform takes well bro this is one of these things not to be like arrogant but we talked about this last august we said we said it I mean, not, I don't want to say we said exactly what was going to happen because uh, it would be aggressive. But we said, look at the Oklahoma State uniforms, and it's going to look pretty similar to that. And if you look at those uniforms, um, you got you got an idea. I mean, we knew they were going to trim down the uh, trim down the stuff on the arm. Uh, I, I do think we said that specifically. Yes, um, and that's great, man. I'm glad. I mean. You know, are, is this uni- is this fan base ever going to agree that we've gotten the uniforms perfect? Probably never, but that's certainly a massive step in the right direction, and those are pretty, and th- that's a hell of a lot better than than what we've been looking at. They they look a lot better. Um, they they just look they look clean and classic, but also like not too throwbacky, and mm-hmm. it's good. And um, I love everything about them, and I think if you throw the ACC patch on there, uh, it, it will look. A little busier, but not in a bad way. I know some people have put that out on, on, on Twitter. Like, what if you throw the ACC patch on? Then it kind of looks more balanced, and, and it does look good. Only thing I don't like, man, this white helmet sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Florida, State, Florida State's uniform is not classic, okay? There's nothing traditional about Florida State's uniform. It has changed like 20 times in 50 years, okay? It's not Bama. It's not Penn State. They have worn a ton of different uniforms over the years, right? There's no jersey that says that's definitely Florida State. Mm-hmm. If you take, you know, like like the some of the insignia off and whatnot. The helmet, though, is iconic, right? It's the gold helmet with the garnet face mask. And you have you got the helmet stickers, man. Like the the white helmet to me looks terrible. Mm. You could wear the gold helmet with the stormtrooper look and be awesome. Like to me, hey, we we didn't rig that ESPN poll in 2008 to roll out a damn white helmet 15 years later. Okay. A lot we, of we good didn't, didn't computer code ever... was written for that poll to be one just to roll out a white helmet. Do people know later. that that story? Uh, I, mean, I certainly hope it's probably it statue limitations probably gone, right? For hacking. Yeah, I mean, we or... we tend to tell the story about once every okay. three or four years, and it's funny every time. I mean, for those that weren't familiar. There wasn't a whole lot going on for Florida State around this period of time, but the fan base was damn determined they were going to win this helmet poll. And I think, I think the winning vote ended up. It was not quite as as large as we made it sound last time. I went back and looked. I think, you know, but still, according to the poll, seventeen point nine million people voted for Florida State's helmet or something like that. I mean, it was a aggressive, aggressive number. And they had to reset it. Remember. They did, and uh, it basically became a game of whose you know whose whose programmers could could uh, could rig the system the fastest, and Florida State just kept winning. And again, in a time when there wasn't a whole lot of winning going on, it was uh, nice to win something. So, um, are you are you team white helmet? Uh, I am team that the helmet is iconic and you need to protect it. Uh, if you're gonna maybe do something you know, once a year or once every other year, I wouldn't, I'm not like full blown. Uh, the white helmet is, is in a world in which uh, recruiting is way too consistent of how many 
uh, bloody pictures you take of a kid during his trip and everything else. I mean, <clears throat> sorry. I mean, you're literally talking about like less time to meet with your actual coaches and stuff like that in facilities because, you know, some of these photo shoots go on for a long damn time. Anyway, I'm, I'll get off my, my soapbox. Uh, but the kids seem to love the white helmet. So uh, I keep it in there very, very, and use it, use it very sparingly. Uh, but I would, I would, the gold helmet's always got to be the focus in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the black only... helmet. I, I we can ban for forever. I don't ever want to see that again. That's the black helmet. Yeah, it's just not it. I'm sorry. What Keith. about the pro combat helmet? And, uh, and the and pro your... combat. Yes, I mean <laughs> the, the most appropriate uniform for the air for the setting. Uh, I was there that day. I was there when you know I was joined, but by about as many people were at the spring game, and uh, that was a sad, sad scene. But yeah, Do people remember this. I mean that that's. Uh... I always I, I want to stop people when I see them walking around still with the pro combat jersey and be like, what what made you decide like the one jersey I'm gonna buy and keep forever from Florida State? I'll drop this in the comment section. Is this pro combat jersey? Like, yeah. All right, pro pro combat jersey. Not not great, but yeah, I, I do like the the new looks quite a bit. If they could bring back the shiny gold pants. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I understand it's there's something with with the way the threads work and stuff doesn't work, you know, very well. Um, but yeah. Okay, so do we want to have a long discussion about Jordan Travis, or do we want to just acknowledge that Jordan Travis is really damn good? He seems and, to be, be pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Travis is. You can feel very comfortable about what you have there, and. Know why my camera is flickering as much? I've I bought like it's new an internet. Yeah, it may it may actually be the internet. Um, you kind of look like you're about to like read me your, like my fortune or, or like tell me my future. <laughs> oh, with, with with this darkness and little backlit we got going see, on. You see this? Flickering. Yeah, we've got a little yeah wave of light as well. Good, good. This is a great production in general. I'm sorry, y'all. Quality. Um, all right. Jordan Travis is great. Trey Benson put the green jersey on him. You didn't need to learn anything about Trey Benson. Um. I look, you're you're good at running back. I'm not just trying to like wing it and shoot through stuff here. Uh, I love what the flexibility that Philly gives you. Uh, Rodney Hill has continued to develop at a at a route and a trajectory that um, I think you can start to talk about the fact that that kid can be like a, a very good player for you in time. I don't you don't want to build him up too much, but he's he's moving in the right direction and doing it rapidly. Um, you know and then you've got nice little pieces uh, that you former walk-ons that can carry uh, games and and will get a decent amount of snaps if you think that you're going to be in uh, you know the kind of seven of twelve games in which you just have talent that the other team doesn't and you know you can start to lean on your depth a little bit. So I think I think you're really good at running back. You know those videos when it's like like when you're at war and, and like, like a, a, they're shooting rockets, like, like way far off in the distance, all of a sudden, like one explodes and, and the camera actually like lights up quite a bit. That is kind of what your camera is doing right now. It's yeah, dark, I, dark, 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 I, dark. And then like, you know, I, I, operation Ingram's office enlightenment, I guess, or whatever you want to call this. It's like, well, I won't, I won't bore people by showing the recent lights that I have purchased for this specifically because <laughs> my camera is doing this. And I, uh, my opinion was that it was like trying to adjust a light 
and then uh, I don't know. I know this for for podcasting people. This is horrible, and I'll get away from it. Uh, and we'll buy another camera, evidently. So, um, do you know who I didn't miss on Saturday? Even though I certainly wish him well, and I think were we the OG supporters of Treshawn Ward? Uh, I believe that you you pointed him out uh, in the earliest of stages, certainly. And when uh, people were freaking out that we didn't sign a running back, and I was like. This, this walk-on they got is probably better than anybody you can get this late in the game, scholarship-wise. So just take take Treshawn Ward. But I didn't miss Treshawn Ward. Yeah. You know, like, I'm happy you went out in Kansas State and, and you know, hopefully got a got a big NIL bag. And, and you know, like, you can, you can replace him pretty well. I think that's what um, Rodney Hill's emergence really lets you feel comfortable. I mean, Toe's a – Really nice player, and he's had ridiculous flash moments during his time here. Um, but your hope is that as Benson kind of really finds himself as a running back, that there's uh, he's just like consistently that dude that he was for the back half of the season, absent the bowl game. Uh, and if that's the case, great. But if you're going to have a guy who's, <clears throat> you know, has a little bit of a, um, sometimes it's a seven, sometimes it's a nine and a half. Um, then having somebody like Rodney Hill there becomes really, really important. And uh, that's great with what you've developed with depth and the two uh, former walk-ons are really nice, uh, respectable players in their own way, in their own route. So, um, sorry, a friend of mine was asking me, have I seen this receiver? And I was like, yes, I have seen him. And I don't have an opinion because the seven-on coach forgot to bring a quarterback for his team. <laughs> so, yeah, I have no, I have no opinion. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't like, him. I don't like making up opinions of guys I haven't seen play, right? So, like, I, I have no opinion, dude. Sorry. I, I... Anyway, um, look, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think that Hill is potentially a, a, a good player for you and Toe Philly as well. Um, those are nice second and third backs to have. And, I think Hill has some potential upside as well, right? You know, CJ, sure. Like, that's a nice back to have. Are they going to put him on scholarship? I don't know. Or maybe, is he already on scholarship? I thought he was. I could be wrong about that. I'd have to check. I mean, I know they're going to be pretty tight with the, uh, you know, with with the scholarship count coming up. We'll get to the Brendan Gant uh, in a moment. Um, I don't... uh, I don't know if CJ Campbell is on scholarship. You know, it, it's it's cool to do it if, if you got the room. Sometimes you don't quite have the room, but I thought the running back you know position looked looked quite nice. Um, everybody just seemed to know where to go. Like you didn't have a lot of guys who were running the wrong way. That that was my number one takeaway of the day was that this team looks well coached. Okay, big plays for the most part were earned, not just surrendered by the defense blowing coverages. Uh, you know, sacks were generally, I mean, I know it's touch on the quarterback, but like it wasn't just, oh, laying because the linemen don't know who to block, right? You didn't have guys, for, I mean, Winston Wright, Olay to a block one time on, on a receiver screen, but like for the most part, guys were just in the right spots, you know, and it just looked like a fairly clean operation and not like a cluster. So, it just tells me this team has a pretty high floor. You know, and I, I said this on cover three today because they were like, okay, what, what's the vibe? And I was like, the vibe is just consistent competence across the board. 
at almost every position for me, right? I'm not sure how many guys you have that are first-round picks or top 50 picks, right? And if you want to win a natty, go look at how many guys eventually get drafted off those starting lineups, okay? There's there's a noticeable difference between that and what you have. But if you look at where they were two, three years ago, good Lord, this is a tremendous, tremendous turnaround. It's something I think Nolan Nation needs to be really excited about, man, because like they are just competent at really every spot and deep at almost every spot. That's it's pretty damn impressive. I would not advise those that are uh, wanting to get into podcasting to like care too much about what people say about their podcast or worry about it. I'd also uh, candidly tell you that podcasting is a real tough uh, landscape to jump into in 2022 or 2023. So uh, be careful with that in general. But, you know, the one feedback that we've gotten over the years is that like, oh, we're negative and stuff like that. That's fine. That's fine. No big deal. Um, folks, we just went through the darkest, most negative period of time that this program's ever gone through. Okay. Uh, we try to give you an accurate idea as to what's going on with the program. Unfortunately, many a negative opinion as it could have been labeled ended up being accurate. Uh, but what you're seeing and what you've seen transpired, uh, you know, really since Mike's gotten here, but particularly in the last 18 months is one of the more dramatic turnarounds that I think you're, you've seen. Um, and, there's a whole lot of optimistic talk to be had at where the roster depth is and almost entirely across the board. Um, some of the people that you've brought in, in the behind the scenes, I mean, I can tell you that, you know, some of the behind the scenes guys are equally as important as some of the more position coach guys that are talked about and known to the greater fan base. And that's not a knock on the position coach. It's just a reflection of all the different responsibilities that are out there um, and what it takes in 2023 to be a, an elite high operating program. Uh, and I don't know that Florida state's ever going to have <clears throat> a collared shirt brigade of, you know, 80 or something crazy like that, but, uh, they've staffed up and they've staffed up aggressively and you've just seen the program be a much greater reflection of the historical success that it's had and that of what people expect it to be. And it's happened in the damn blink of an eye. So relatively speaking, you know, with, with, uh, with how quickly it's occurred. So just enjoy this and enjoy the fact that, you know, I do think you've, you've got a top 50 pick uh, absent injury at defensive end. Uh, yes. You've got, you know, a guy running back that if he has a special time running back's a hell of a place to, to get drafted uh, high, but that's a, that's a potential top route two uh, round kid. And Jordan isn't going to necessarily translate to like the elite, uh, edges of the NFL draft, most likely. But uh, for college, Jordan has a chance to be as, as impactful and, and dominant of a player as there is in the country. So uh, you're not there from a standpoint of Georgia or Bama. That's just acknowledged. Uh, but you've damn near caught everybody else in the country in 18 to 20 months. And that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you can have an army of polo shirts too, uh, but you, you kind of have to know what to do with them. Right, you can understand this Nick Saban plan and how you attack everybody with, with having a million people work in your building, but knowing what the plan is, knowing how to execute the plan, a little different, mm-hmm. right? Ask the folks in Gainesville. Right? Are, 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 is that is that super well managed over there? Like, is everybody pulling in the same direction with, with, with all the polo shirts? Didn't look like it last year, right? From from stuff we had heard. So, totally agree. Like, having competent leadership. 
certainly matters at the top. FSU lost six games in five of the last six years. So, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot, I'll say this. If you had people telling you everything was great every year of those years, why do you believe now when they tell you things are going to be great again? There were years we told you this team sucked, and it did. Now I think this team's really damn good. I mean, I've got them squarely inside of the top 10, kind of in that like, you know, four to eight range. And I I think they're pretty I think they're pretty good, man. Yeah. Like the just the the level of competence that they have across the across the board is is really encouraging. Yeah. Wide receiver, uh, obviously the play of the day is what Kentron Portier. 88, somehow man. somehow on the show sheet there, we had quarterback, running back seven minute tangent on scale of the program and what it has done recently. <laughs> so a very well-constructed show sheet uh, wide receiver. Kentron has an absurdly uh, impressive play and has continued to emerge throughout the spring. I do think there's some legitimacy to, um, you know, like Johnny has these unique strengths uh, that he brings to the equation and, and Kentron is a great player in his own right, but, you know, somewhat similar in that. So you do want a Winston, right? You want something else to emerge uh, from that. Uh, I will say that, you know, I'm, I'm well aware that Deuce Span is on the team and I've watched him practice many times, but, but I almost always do a double take when I look at that kid real quickly, only because that's what it looks like. Okay. that That's what it looks like when it all comes together and uh, still some work to be done there, but that is, you know, you, you said it at the time. That's a dude that's like, if it works at wide receiver, that's a top 50 pick, undoubtedly. I mean, that's a dude that has a, the ability. If it works, if it clicks, uh, sky's the limit. And uh, interesting to see how much more he gets developed over time. You know, I was really encouraged about the KP was 2024. Like, now, if you ask me, bud, who's going to step into Johnny Wilson's role? That guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the skills he showed, right? The the big bodied body control stuff that you want, that's what he showed. I don't know that he showed. I think he definitely showed that he was your second best receiver. I don't know if he showed that like he's your number two receiver in the specific role that Pokey filled last year, right? Which was your, you know, downfield, the deep threat, the guy like Jordan is a guy that li- likes to layer the ball over the top, especially between the hash marks. Ask Miami about that. Right, that, that beautiful ball he put there in stride. I think he had a nice one too against the Gators and a couple more. Like, to me, that's not necessarily 88 strength, although I'm willing to continue to watch him. Certainly, I don't want that to come off as a knock. I, I probably should have done a better job last episode when I was like, I don't know if he can be your number two. Right? He looks like your second best receiver right now, depending on what happens with, with, with Williamson. What I mean is. Who can fill the specific role that Pokey left, right? Is that Winston Wright? I don't know. Maybe. I, I thought it was going to be Williamson, okay? But obviously some things to work back from there. So um, would you go get a receiver? I would still consider going to get a receiver, right? Like I, I When I kind of run the simulations in my head or on my computer, I'm like, how does this not go right? You know, yeah, it's, it's somebody getting dinged at wide receiver or defensive end. I mean, that, that's yeah. that's what it is. Exactly right. Um, O line. 
I mean, I, I, I can't say anything like like yeah. that, that would be too nice here. It's amazing. Q segment that we did six minutes ago. Like, how the hell does this happen this quickly? Okay, <laughs> and it, it's kind of all almost all emblematic of this position as well. Um, you, you ran two lines, and they were functional. Mm-hmm. Knew what they were doing, and that, they knew what they were doing, and they could execute it physically. And you had a couple more guys you could probably rotate in there too, right? I mean, that was tremendous. Like, they got beat sometimes, sure. I think FSU D line is pretty good, by the way. You know, Verse is going to be a high NFL draft pick. I, I think DJX is very nice. Pat Payton can play. You know, Tafasi's got some real nice strength to him there. And yet, like they held their own, they didn't get crushed. I, I was. Very impressed by the quality of depth there you have with the offensive line. Okay. If you guys want to see what poor depth looks like, you could just watch any FSU season between like, I don't know, 2014. You really can't. 2013 had bad depth. They just, they never had any injuries up front. It was tremendous. Like 2014 to, to 2022, basically, it would be good seasons to watch if you want to see some real struggles with depth. Or go watch South Carolina spring game, right? I mean, they lost three starters before the season. Second series, their best lineman, their starting left tackle, blows his knee. Looks like he's going to be done for the year. The kid they put in there, he can't play. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like it was just non-competitive from the start. You know what that looks like. FSU's ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth offensive lineman competitive reps they look like they belong atkins and those dudes got got them ready are they the like are they all physical freaks no but they're all like big enough they put the time in the weight room and they're reasonably competent you know i mean you, like armella and sap aren't starting on this team they're gonna play a couple hundred snaps because i mean like i said you're favored by three t- three you know three scores in like half your game so they're gonna get a lot of a lot of playing time man but i mean shoot bless harris looks good mm-hmm. yeah Bless Harris is going to start, unless I'm missing something here at, at, at one of the tackle spots. He almost has to. And then it's like Robert Scott, who is an okay player when he's healthy, versus Byers, versus maybe Washington, who is very experienced for your other tackle spot. Or maybe Armella makes some huge jump over the summer. The fact that we're actually talking about options, it's not like it's got to be this guy, right? It's... Any number of these guys could emerge and do well. That's this is a weird conversation to have. Like I need to kind of check my temperature. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is not normal for us. How do we get here? How do we get here? No, man, no, it's incredible. I mean, it's when you look at it. I, I agree with you. And Harris from from the first practice I was able to see this spring, Harris. I think I talked to you the next day. I'm like, oh, that's that's a mm-hmm. it's a different looking dude than even what we saw last year. He's uh. Continue to progress. I don't ever want to, you know, put put too much on one kid, but he's been really impressive. So, uh, offensive line, uh, you get Meech back. That's probably one of your interior starters as well. Not definitely, but probably. Think about uh, what you're saying. Probably. Yeah. Probably. On a probably. guy who was second team all ACC. Yeah. Like, yeah. if there's a better point to, to demonstrate the depth on this team, dude, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And I think probably is the right word. It's it's remarkable. I mean, and and now you're starting to get the, the just the level of athlete and, and physical build that you know you've had some, still had some lingering issues of running and predictive downs, and and as we've talked about, that's 
to an extent that's can be applied to everybody. Uh, but you're starting to get starting to just get dudes and, and guys that are different level when it comes to moving people. So, uh, Hey, nothing but nothing but bright things on the other side, uh, that side of the ball. And you're right. That does still feel a little weird to say. That is fair. All right. Uh, tight end. Like Morlock, I thought he had two nice catches that were disallowed, but he showed good body control. Didn't see a whole lot out of Jaheim Bell, but I, I think his track record overall in his career, we know what he can do. Yep. Morlock had one drop there. that we kind of talked about adjusted in the yeah. moment. I think that was the first uh, first time the ball went his way, adjusted, made some nice plays. Uh, again, this is not the Battles in podcast, but I'll just say for Jaheim Bell, a guy who's been here, like for all of five minutes, uh, was one of the dudes who walked down to the end of Langford Green and started signing autographs for people who weren't otherwise going to be able to get through the line. Uh, after, the, after the time was up, right? Yeah, after the time yeah. started to run out and we could just tell this was not going to work. The model, what we thought was going to work, wasn't going to work. So we had to scramble. Uh, big shout out, Jared Verse, a guy who has a good chance of being a first-round pick, probably sat in the sun for a long time and signed a 1,000 autographs. I mean, incredible of that kid and uh, – I was just impressed. Uh, Bell was one of the one of the dudes who did it as well. And for a guy who's hadn't been here as long, uh, just uh, a lot of guys had some nice moments. And a big thank you to him uh, for and a lot of those kids for flexibility and a want to generally do good things for for the younger people in this fan base. So um, it was hot during the day, man. Like uh, I, I know cooking. it rained at night, but it was definitely hot. Yeah. Um. I'm just excited, man. And Biscuit is a hell of a player. I mean, you got three common theme here. You got three really, really nice pieces to work with. And, you know, three guys that, you know, two guys that you still have a ton of development to put into and, and Bell's going to continue to get better. But really more the the thing with him is just trying to figure out exactly how you're going to deploy him and how you're going to use him uh, in this offense. But uh, you know what you have there. And damn if the tight end room hadn't turned around in a real quick manner. Um, Norvell seems like a pretty consistent guy. What's the difference between this cycle compared to last year's? Is simply just getting wins. Yeah, I, I think it's actually having something on field to sell, man. To be honest, guys, like this previous recruiting class, I know was like not up to FSU standard in terms of getting the. Uh, you definitely got some super elite guys, and I think you did a nice job of scouting, you know, to find fit for your program amongst some of the lesser rated guys. But you're not going to land a, a class with like 24 and five stars in it coming off back to back losing seasons. Okay. And most of these kids have their mind made up well before you pants Miami and well before you beat Florida. So now you actually have a good year under your belt to recruit with for an entire cycle. Right. And I, so Redbird, I, I think it actually is the on-field product. Like they, they need to show that proof of concept. It was a show me year and, and they showed. Let's see here. What else do we have? Um, oh, I thought verse looked nice when he was in there. I thought Peyton showed some nice burst when he was in there. Um, Gilbert Edmond was a little bit of like a mixed bag to me. But did show some good things, if, if, from what I recall. I think it's encouraging that he's a multi-year guy, right? You know, that, that's that certainly adds adds value to him for the roster. 
like, did you miss DMAC? Not really. Would you, could he still help the team? Like, on the field, I would say probably, but like off the field, I, I don't know. Like, like if he wants back in, uh, I, I think it, it would have to be up to the team. And I'm not really sure what their answer would be. So, be an interesting situation. Uh, I don't know that he does. Uh, I do know that a theme that you and I and many others talked about was that you're going to see kids get in the portal and you're going to see kids that might not have happen what they think happened immediately in the portal and potentially want to come back. And it may be one of those situations. It may not be. We'll just see. 100%. I thought Bishop Thomas getting there at edge was interesting. Like that's uh I that guy moves pretty well for his size, which is something we saw in his high school tape when he was playing some tight end as well. That's your uh, your second year or third year guy now out of Orlando. Briggs as some edge stuff will be interesting as well. A, a guy who had a strong bowl game and you want to see him you know, continue to, to uh, you know, add on to that. People are th- saying we disrespected Preston Daniel. Yeah, I think that's got to be tongue in cheek, but uh, I, I guess it's got to be tongue in cheek. Like, yes, he's a quality walk on. Or, or did they scholarship him now? I'm going to call him a walk-on regardless. Like he, we, we don't lead the show when Preston Daniel commits. We, we, we lead the show when Landon Thomas commits, right? There's a reason for that. So, yes, he did a nice job. He did catch a lot of balls there uh, from Rodemaker, and I think Glenn threw him a couple as well. So that was cool to see, you know. Um, Deloach made a bunch of plays. Oh, uh, Tifasi. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Like some fl- some rawness with some flash, right? Encouraging. That's it. I think you just got to get uh, a little bit more level consistency. But you knew that's a, a, a diamond that you had to polish, you know, and th- and that's what you want to see out of somebody like that. This role, you want to see those flashes, and you want to see, you know, where you can kind of try to take his trajectory. Uh, so tons of tons of talent at the defensive tackle position, and uh, he's certainly part of it. So. Um... Linebacker wise, we should probably thank some other sponsors. I I, I did thank. I meant to ask uh, you. I thought I heard some of that when I was trying to get on, but uh, I wasn't sure if we went through the full sponsor rundown or what. Well, uh, I am currently from the Legendary Homeload Studios in my house. I've used Shannon and Chad twice. Eight four four FSU loan. Eight four four FSU loan. Checked again. It is still eight four four. I don't know if you got inside joke here, but one, one night we announced the wrong number. I was like, wait, how many loads have we sold to these guys? And now we just, the, all of a sudden we're forgetting the number. Yeah, and we sent them to one of the few remaining <laughs> naughty phone numbers that exist out there. I didn't even know such a thing existed, uh, but yeah. People are going to call that from a work phone to get in trouble, man. Uh, um, yeah. 844-FSU-LOAN is the number to call. Best rates in the business, great customer service, knowledge of the industry, passionate Knowles fans, and it's Knowles helping those. You want to support your fellow Knowles and you want to support those guys. And uh, I know they are really excited about all the recent recruiting stuff. I mean, I, I I know that Chad gets his work done because, like, I see the numbers come in. But I'm like, Chad is following recruiting as diehard as anybody I know. He's and on it, man. I don't he, even have to follow recruiting because I just know that I'm going to see the play-by-play in the Nolcast group chat, and I can say, oh, "Look at that." Chad's like, "How would you interpret?" this eyeball emoji compared to this one and this guy like you, you know the the oh, what show is that is it um always sunny where, where the guy the guy's like charlie like, yeah yeah charlie, or, 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 or the charlie's put all the threads it's like look TV this guy characters. followed this guy and, and he used to be an analyst at this school and like he's putting <laughs> in 
Chad's into it. If that's you, definitely want to give Chad a call. Um, they do a tremendous job. Speaking of tremendous job, Kellen Deloach looked good. Yeah. That was encouraging, man. If he's going to get drafted, I want to see more stuff like that. Just breaking on the ball. Instincts looked a little more explosive. I'm into it. Yeah, Kalen. Kalen, uh, one of the more impressive, if not the most impressive uh, player out there, uh, really across the board, had a nice strip, uh, had the interception that, uh, you know, maybe that's a pick six, maybe it's not. Uh, the other one, I think, puts uh, points on the board. And that's, yeah, like you said, it, it, the Kalen Deloach top level is a super athlete at that position who's creating, you know, uh, havoc plays. And that's that's what we saw. And you got uh, Tatum Bethune, who sounds like he's correcting a, a health issue that he's had for a little while and uh, no reason not to expect him back at at full speed. And, you know, those are your guys that you're going to run with. Omar Graham continues to develop uh, at a nice little pace. I think you have to be reasonably happy with his development. And then um, DJ Lundy, you know, I mean, at my bachelor party last year, I was like, you know, the work they've done on DJ Lundy's hips is – what they always wanted to do with Jeff Luck and, and Cutton, if uh, you guys have been familiar with players from the program who never really got on the field from 10 or 12 years ago. I saw uh, Jeff about two months ago. Awesome. I mean, just, just for reference, Jeff Luck, probably the most physically developed high school recruit I, I've seen. Uh, I mean, two he best was. best linebacker highlight tapes ever. Reuben Foster, Jeff yeah. Luck. Well, Ruben, yeah, Ruben Foster. Ruben Foster is also like 22 years old, wrecking, like wrecking of, uh, kids in South Georgia. <laughs> Troop County. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jeff Luck, a man, a man, an absolute uh, man. But they had a little bit of trouble getting his flexibility up to a level where it needed to be. And it's been impressive what Lundy's done. Uh, we'll see if he continues to progress. Uh, but he has reshaped his body and has made himself a uh, you know, much more of a contender to take everyday snap or every down snaps and, you know, not just be situationally where you, you know, a short yardage linebacker or something like that. So should we, uh, should we watch Jeff Luck highlights right now? Let's do it for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think, I think we probably like, if you guys are Knowles and you've not seen this, which means you, maybe you weren't watching recruiting 13, 14 years ago, 15 years ago. God, we were getting old. dude. Uh, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let's go ahead and just that he just absolutely nukes people here. I saw a gif recently tied to Luck's recruitment, and it's just a reminder <laughs> of like how a reminder of how pixelated gift? film and stuff like this was even 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just pick yeah. some up suplex. I mean, this is what Put we're dealing with right now. And, oh, <laughs> he's a uh, Jeff Luck. He who knows how to double leg takedown. <laughs> Oh God, violent! All right, so uh, if you're if you're listening on podcast, this is just me and Ingram giggling is probably yeah, not the best I mean, podcasting, but I assure you, not great, uh, but it's worth finding. I mean, yeah. you know, almost everybody tackles is going airborne. Ooh, we got game tape or game audio. Okay, sorry yeah, about that. He hunted that kid down. Uh, and I our, like how they're pointing him out. Like, I don't really need to point mm -hmm. out like like the, the play ends with this guy like picking up somebody and slamming him every time. He's huge. Oh, he's playing the okay. We're blitzing off the edge here. Yeah, that was just a simple twelve-yard loss on a sack. Um, that was pretty solid. All right, let's so, see. Yeah, he's uh, actually one or two more of these here. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll uh, go. But yeah, this is. I mean, this a is nine a nine-minute highlight. Nine-minute highlight. I, I will bet. tell yeah. Charleston Noel. Uh, 
says pull up Darnell Dockett. So we can't just randomly pull up if because nothing else because I'm like this is my I'm such a nerd at this. I, I will do this for 32 minutes, y'all, yeah. and you will hate it. And I'm sorry, I'll be selfish with it. But uh, this is remember some dudes. The hey. Darnell Dockett highlight. Some uh, like a local TV channel put a mic, you know, mic'd him up for a game or two, and it's just Darnell <laughs> playing in Baltimore, Maryland, running around and killing people and talking about it. And it's one of the more that and uh, for me, the three best highlight tapes that I can remember: Darnell Dockett, who's the kid, the Tennessee kid, John Henderson, or whatever. I mean, his highlight film is like, him or Hainsworth. Which or Hainsworth that's what I'm talking about. Hainsworth, Hainsworth, Hainsworth is from Hainsworth, South Carolina, but he played at Tennessee. Yeah. Hainsworth film is like just violent, like stuff that you used to see. Yeah, vi- very, very violent. Um, and then I always mention this because Sebastian Janikowski. Like the first time I saw it, I, I didn't know that CGI didn't exist. Uh, but I did wonder if something, if somebody did something with like the highlight tape, it didn't look real. <laughs> a kid, a high school kid was like hitting kickoffs, not hitting them through the uprights, hitting them over the uprights. I mean, it was, it was un- like, I didn't think the human leg had the capacity to strike a ball like that. So uh, also uh, two great comments here. Number one, Shenanigan says, this is like watching some, we still have the Jeff Luck highlights uh, in the background. He goes, this is like watching somebody play Madden with the penalties off. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's a good description. He also like carried a vertical like 40 yards downfield and picked it off here like like about a minute ago as we're rolling this. Totally agree on all those. Um, not as violent, but as, oh my God, like there's no discussion as to who's the top player this year. We're just going to have to talk to him about number two was watching Jadavion Clowney like return several yeah. kickoffs for touchdowns to start his uh to start his highlight tape and then like get in the wildcat and mm, run for yeah. touchdowns. Yeah he had you're right. That was Dockets is crazy because because it's 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 actually like TV quality film and it's at it's at field level. Mm-hmm. And nobody from that era had anything like that. Noel Devine was probably the first one that really went viral. You know like viral viral. I, I remember that. Yep. Um Burt Reed had a good highlight, actually, I thought. Like, I mean, not on that level, but just from recent guys. LaMarcus Joyner was pretty fun. We we, we watched a lot of LaMarcus Joyner back in the day. Um, yeah, Ernie Sims at NFC. This would be a great segment. We Jarvin should. Fortson actually had a oh. really good high school highlight. Now, if Jar- he could ever keep his head on straight for like two minutes, that would be... Jarman Forson had a high school state championship game that people in the state of Georgia are still talking about. I mean, as a defensive end... I think he recorded six or seven snaps or something like that. I mean, it was, it was just Jarvin Fortune was, oh man. Uh, do still. you remember when he crushed the Wake Forest guy? Yes. Yes, I do. Chat. Yes, I, I don't do. like, all right, well, let's watch this for the chat real fast. I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> um, Cause I actually have this pulled up and this is tremendous. So Jarman here, and, and I think he gets called for a penalty on this. FSU's winning at Wake. This is the game they had to play EJ, but not the one where they played Clint Trickett and lost it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, we could have played EJ. And like, well, if you could have played EJ and you played Clint and lost, it's probably not the best <laughs> strategy, but I understand it kind of. All right, um, here we go. This is Jarman Fortson. It's kind of grainy. This was an interesting period of time to where Florida State would go to Wake Forest and uh, either lose a game that was very unfortunate play a game that was uh, maybe more than likely rigged. And then this game where they handled Wake with no problem. Uh, Are you talking about the one where the ref 
Uh-huh. Needed, needed and, some retraining and or, that's or like re-education. The, the third most scandalous thing that happened in that game with yes. the referees. Yes. That Where is he a, reaches his hand up and tips the ball. I know I've got to try to. I've got to be careful about saying, you know, rigged. Uh, but, dude, that game is influenced. Of, of all the sporting games I've watched, uh, something was wrong with that game. Anyway, we'll we'll go back to the subject matter. We've been so, there, so well defined in staying on, <laughs> staying yeah. on course tonight. We really impressive. Um, all right, so let you guys want to watch Jarvin Fortson like like kill somebody on national TV? Because <laughs> I, I do. Let's do this thing. Here we go. All right, here we go. They are in a three by one set. EJ passes over the middle, and he throws a pick, and Jarvin Fortson. That's right. That's right. No, night, night, termite. I forgot about that. Go. Uh, yeah. It. Can we play the audio for this? Are we gonna get? That's mm, risky. Yeah. All right. So let's watch one more time. It's coming out of nowhere. It is the ball carrier. So he hits him enough to where Jarman falls down to it. Jarman kind of comes up like he plays it off like he's trying to pimp it, but also like you can tell like he's a little wobbly. Oh yeah. He. But he. I mean, he hit the guy so hard. He. Uh, oh, what did? Uh, was it? I forgot who described the Greg Reed uh, hit at UNC as he potato headed the guy because it's like his helmet, everything. And oh, that's Dexter what, Reed. Dexter, Dexter Reed. Yeah. I mean, that's what this kid's helmet pops off. It's, uh, you can tell there was a pretty significant transfer of energy that occurred uh, when these two collided. Did he get up? I, I don't. Okay. So this is definitely, this had to be like 08 or 09 because Bowden's still there. They're giving him hugs. Bo Bo Relaford comes over. Remember Bo? Oh, oh the Bo. Oh, <laughs> Remember oh, Coley when, when when Sunsports caught him on that broadcast? Yeah, yeah. The ball, like they they know the look they're going to get, and the coaches are mic'd up in, in the thing, and they know it's going to be a wheel route to Bo. And Coley's saying like, "Catch the ball, yeah. catch the ball, Bo, catch the ball, Bo." And and he, you could tell he probably dropped it in practice quite a bit. Oh, here's the other angle. This is good. From out of nowhere. Erased. <laughs> For our podcast listeners, uh, I will tweet this out tomorrow morning around nine or so. You can check the oh, yikes. Uh, he does the little um, what's it called when they uh, when 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 you get a concussion and your hands go like that? Like the um, chat will probably know. He does that before he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's not a great sign for yeah. Charles or Quarles. Kid uh, did get up, walk off, okay. and. Uh, appears to be fine well he's from tucker georgia yeah he, he's tough he's a tough dude uh <laughs> i knew you'd get some kind of georgia thing yeah, tucker georgia he, he's all right he's all right oh man oh. fantastic um jamie german yeah uh jamie german went to my high school yes his his stuff is awesome ray lewis yeah yeah um all right, let's get back to the to the game at hand because not everybody probably came here for us remembering some dudes, but we should do some remember some dudes segments over the summer into we'll most, of the we'll, episodes we'll where we're like, yeah, how important is this three star? Right, let's debate. Yeah, let's debate. <laughs> all right, let's debate. Um, all right, we well, got less to three stars now. Like, like linebackers, a lot less three stars. Yes, a lot um, less. Both Lundy and Graham covered wheel routes on the day, mm-hmm. step for step. Now. Is that because they've been practicing against these guys for three weeks and they generally know what this looks like? Possibly, but you can know what's coming and still have to be able to run with it. So I thought it was encouraging. Agree on both counts. And I, yeah, I think of all the positions that spring that you can kind of cheat at 
linebacker is the one that might be the easiest. Uh, you get a feel for what's going on. And I'm not taking away anything. Kalen Deloach had a great day. I'm excited what Tatum Bethune looks like next year as a healthy player. I'm not trying to slight anybody, but um, I do know that just from – from my own personal experience, you can, you can get a good feel as to what's going to happen in, in front of you. Um, all right. So moving to the DBs, anybody else so. at linebacker? Um, Brennan Gant, uh, well, let's yeah. start about, he, yeah, he so transferred Gant enters the portal. Um, um, I don't blame the guy, man. Like to me, this is a guy that I think they probably wanted to run off at one point. I mean, Change the locker, change the number, change the position. Guy changed his attitude. Mm-hmm. Guy changed. Guy, guy took to it and didn't leave, and was a, uh, I don't know, not good, but like a useful player as a reserve for them at times last year. You know, like I hope Brennan Gant goes and and uh, and is able to to play somewhere and start. You know, like. I know I tweeted from my account like a lower P five or like a like a good G five is somewhere I think he could have a starter rolling. Kid immediately uh, tweets out a series of offers. Happy that for him, like you said. Uh, Who did he get? Uh, USF, UCF, um, Tennessee State, Colorado, somebody else. Um, so uh, you know, Colorado either has uniforms that make you look diminutive, or they've like bust in the local private school to practice against or something. Did you see what they tweeted at me? I saw it. Well, well, not at me, but right after I I tweeted that. I saw the the tiny tweets. Um, Dude, those videos, whatever. We've we've gotten off topic enough tonight. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if Gant's able to go to a place like Colorado that, you know, needs some some players and play a good amount and, dude, you talk about a – talk about a – a great place to go spend six months and play ball. I mean, that's that's a fun one-off that you might not otherwise get an experience like that. So, I best of luck Cincinnati. To Cincinnati would be a good fit. Absolutely. They lost a lot because, like, when Luke Fickle took the Wisconsin job, they took a lot of guys, and, and they actually need a nickel linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they actually had a pretty good one jumping the portal today. So, be interested to see if any ACC teams or you know SEC teams might might take a look at the kid that they just lost. But I, I, I could see Cincinnati there for, for Brennan Gant potentially. Um, yep. UCF's, you know, Big 12. That's that's kind of the range, right? Like, if you're hunting, a, you know, a bowl game or a little better, yeah, that, that makes sense. And I, I guys wouldn't be able to play, you know? I mean, that's that's got to matter to you, and I'm, I'm sure it does to him as well. How about Quindarius Jones, man? Looking good, yeah. I think I think I think twenty four seven sports was the highest rating on him of the major services, so we feel pretty good about that. I like to see Fentrell lined up over Hakeem mm-hmm. and let let him know, you know, just just what what it's going to take to play at that level. Hakeem did have that nice catch. Oh, I should mention Vandravius. I think the strength conditioning staff deserves some credit here. Okay, I like your points here. Yeah, please. Like so. He was not a guy who ran well. Like we got him on the laser a couple times, and he was not fast. Okay, and on his high school tape, he's not playing very great competition. I know it's in the state of Florida, but like there's a lot of games there where like the teams he's playing are not great. So he's out running them. But like when you looked at Dre, 
top-end speed was not an attribute that he showcased very much as a recruit. And he looks a lot faster now. And there are some things you can do speed training-wise, and these, some of these colleges do a nice job at it, to where you get faster. I was encouraged that they were going that they were using him on some of this jet sweep stuff, and they were trying to get him the ball short too. And it kind of tells me like, oh, they think he's got real ability, like after the catch ability, top speed ability, and that's that's encouraging, man. Um, maybe he can fill that pokey role, by the way, later on in the year as, as he kind of gets a little, uh, you know, um, gets a little more more seasoning to him. But that was encouraging. I. I I took note of that. Like they, they tried to, how many times did they run jet with him? Like three, he fumbled the first one, but um, they're trying to get get the ball in his hands. Yeah. So a uh, big shout out to Congruity. Had another listener uh, reach out to us today about uh, getting in touch with our good friend, Matt Lewis. Uh, for those of you that did come by the tailgate, you would have seen many, uh, many a Tarpon Cellars bottles out there. Uh, always appreciate the support that we've received from our friends, tarpensellers.com. Uh, Nolcast is the coupon code for 20% off there. And then, uh, Bud, is there any other way to end a fantastic day in Tallahassee other than to go to Madison Social? And it was great being out there. And, uh, again, we've gotten off topic all the time, but I'll just say I'm fortunate we were on the right side of Madison Social, on the Madison Street side, because, dude, when that storm blew in, uh and you were on the other patio you weren't on the very on the other patio very long that was uh that came in quick and it cleared out uh cleared out an awful lot of people so the chat's saying that i'm not very good at picking up on sarcasm because i I thought the Preston daniel comment was serious you know something that fsu students are not very good at picking up on their weather app because their their outfit choices for the weather that was coming was like okay yeah, that's that is a choice. Uh, I was like, okay, mm, all right, that is a choice. Yes, no choices doubt. were made. Choices um, were made. That was a tremendous time. As, Definitely the as the as first bad decision ever made in Tallahassee. Um, no, yeah, I mean that that was that that was a blast there. Um, man, I I feel good about this team. Yeah, you know, like like uh, kicking was not horrendous. Not horrendous. I had uh, had a player something? say that they think we've got a kicker. So, did they say like, who it is? I think it was. I think it's the new guy. Okay. In fact, I know it's the new guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, really? Like, yeah, man, we're, we're kicking. I was like, all right. Well, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. There you go. Um, punt return wasn't live, so you really couldn't see much of that. That that continues to be. I don't want to use the word concern because I don't want to get labeled as negative. Just a continuing question that will need to be answered in the fall. Returning question, I think. And just perspective, right? Like you watch these other spring games. I mean, FSU was like maybe the best spring game I watched other than Georgia. As far as the crispness of it, the level of athlete, everybody seemed to look like they know what they're doing. I mean, I guess Texas looked pretty good too, but they're right up there. You know, this is the good plays were earned, not given. I think that's really what you want when your team is playing your team. Anything else in the game particularly stand out to you? Um, or Saturday in general? I felt good for Washington. You know, just for a guy that's battled a lot of injuries. 
and it's finally having like a healthy spring, healthy off season. Mm-hmm. That's that's encouraging. I just some of these guys that that have been there four or five years and just battle through a lot of nonsense. A lot of times, not their fault. Mm-hmm. That, that that felt good to see. I mean, they're going to have some guys who are solid players, or at least decent players, have to hit the portal just for scholarship numbers. Yep. There, there's uh, some lucky team's going to benefit from your depth. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I uh, I was talking to a coach yesterday, actually. I said this on Cover Three today, and he was like, "I with my guys, I don't have anybody who can start at a P five. He's at a G five school. He's like, but I got some of these P fives coming after my guys to come be depth." And for me, it's like, damn, man, are you really going to leave a starting role in the P- in, in the G5 to go be like a, a backup at a P5? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, honestly, like you're able to keep most of your guys, right? He's like, yeah, actually we are because that, that argument plays pretty well. Like you leave, you're not leaving your teammates and your starting role to go not play. I think that kind of illustrates one of the challenges that the Knowles have with this linebacker spot. They would love to have another linebacker on this team who's experienced. But like Deloach and Bethune don't suck. So it's very difficult for you to be like, hey, the stats say this was a top 20-ish defense last year, right? Both linebackers are coming back. Come, you can start for us. Mm. That's a hard sell. Yep. So you go get a, like a lot of people are like, hey, go get a good G5 kid. If he's a good G5 kid and he's starting and he's going to come be your backup. That's a harder sell than just like video game style recruiting, right? Well said, sir. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the case. Absolutely. Um, all right. I think well, that's also, all I got, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. I will say for a position that in theory, the transfer portal should provide a lot for there. Haven't, hasn't been a whole lot of super high quality linebackers and uh that may you know that may change with this window so something to watch and something to evaluate but i certainly know that florida state uh likes what they have at the in linebacker one linebacker two or, or linebacker really you got two two kids there that you're clear starters and then uh keep developing graham and some of those other guys but uh we'll see what what the portal offers um 8.5 million votes were cast after the poll was reset in the espn College football helmet clash. In okay, then maybe eight. Did did maybe they win the seven the semifinal round? I feel like at some point I remember the, number the was amount of cheating needed to beat Michigan. I felt yeah, like Mi- was Michigan was where it got it got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Bama was Bama one of the t- teams as well. I remember. Uh, yeah, Bama was in there. Remember you I beat Bama keep, in the title game. Keep stepping up your uh, stepping up your game. So yeah, I was like, okay, so the the entire country of Mexico has now voted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we're getting kind of punch drunk here. Um, all right. You got anything else? I think that's it, man. I appreciate you carrying the torch at the beginning there. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it as always. Uh, do give us a like on this. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe, all the things you can do. Uh, podcast platform support. Has been immense since day one, and uh, we thank any of you guys who give us the uh, a review or anything else that helps uh, new people continue to find the Nolcast and the Nolcast continue to grow. So this has been fun tonight. I know we've gone a little long, but uh, hey, it's a long time till you get football again, and if you can't have a laugh or two, it's going to be a long damn off season. So loved it as always, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, buddy.